As we initiate our journey together, I want to take you to a place in the desert that forced me to embark on this journey to begin with. It was there that I first saw for myself how the inexorable loss of ethnic food traditions could send, as Pima Indian Elder had prophesied to me, the health of an entire people down the drain. It was another Pima Indian friend, a fellow gardener named Gabriel, who first made me see that various ethnicities respond in dramatically different ways to the very same foods and drinks. Only later did I understand the degree to which these responses are curious outcomes of interactions among genes, environments, and cultures, some of them tragic, some protective, and others downright funny. While Gabriel was the first friend I lost to the darker side of these interactions, he was also the first to let me see the lighter side. He did so in a way that was patterned after the behavior of that old-time trickster, Coyote. Hey, white guy, can you take some time out of your busy schedule to help me drive some commodity foods out to some bros of mine out at Akchen Village? Sure, I'll be your delivery boy. What are we going to deliver? Italian pizza or Indian fry bread? Powdered milk. A bunch of it. Help me put it in the back of your pickup. Powdered milk came from the federal government's surplus commodity foods program, which typically provided such foods to low-income families on the reservation on a monthly basis. The foods were also stockpiled in a warehouse, where families had to come with their vouchers to obtain them. But because Gabriel worked for the tribe's nutrition program, he had a little of every commodity stashed away in a storage closet in his office. On occasion, we would share the hidden stash with his friends out in remote villages who did not come into town very often. Sometimes, we would even sneak the cans and boxes of government commodities into Mexico for Indian friends living south of the border. I did not particularly like the cans of greasy beef, the white flour, and the Velveeta-like cheese the government offered, not merely because none of these foods were part of the traditional Indian diet, but because many were fatty, sugary, or fiber-depleted. In short, the kiss of death for Native American communities already suffering from nutrition-related diseases. In this case, powdered milk seemed like the least of the evils the commodities program had to offer, so I reluctantly helped Gabriel place several big cardboard boxes of white powder in the pickup truck. Then we were off, driving down winding dirt roads through fields of desert wildflowers on a lovely spring morning. As we arrived at Akchen village, Gabriel directed me over to a baseball field where a number of young men and teenage boys appeared to be practicing for an upcoming game against another village's team. He got out, walked over, and talked to one of the men in his native tongue, then came back to the truck. Come on, white guy, this is where we can leave the boxes. Gonna help me? I didn't get it. You mean we're going to distribute the milk here so that these guys can take it home to their families? Why don't we just drive around and drop the boxes off at their homes? Gabriel laughed wildly. No, they've had more of this crap at home than they know what to do with. It just sits there and goes bad. They stopped picking it up at the warehouse, but now they need some for the baseball game tonight. They're serving milk at a baseball game? No, white guy, they need it to lay down the baseline so the players will know where the infield is among all them wildflowers. Serve the stuff? You're kidding, isn't it? We can't drink milk even when it's mixed up from powder. Give me milk and I blow it up like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Don't you know squat about us? All of us Indians got lactose intolerance. Ah, lactose intolerance, sure. I had heard that some Indians suffered from it, 
but could not recall any of them talking about it in front of me. It was years later before I understood that lactose intolerance is not just a dietary constraint for Pima Indians. More than 30 million Americans, including many of recent African and Asian descent, cannot digest the principal sugar in milk very long after they have been weaned from their own mother's breasts. In fact, the weaning of most breastfed children in the world may be precipitated by a gradual decline in the activity of lactase. An enzyme that breaks down the lactose into easily digestible glucose and galactose. Without sufficient lactase to digest it, lactose simply sits in the child's gut, absorbing water through osmosis and expanding until it forms a substrate for gas-producing microbes.